Hello there, welcome to this week's episode of the Hinted Neuron Podcast. This week's conversation is one I really, really enjoyed. I talked to Tobo Ray, she's the host of the Nigerian Queer Podcast. We talked about queer issues in Nigeria, feminism, religion, and also homophobia in Nigeria. Tobo Ray is a really interesting person and an amazing human being. I'm sure I'll have more talks with her in the future. Also, my last episode for the year will be an AMA episode. So if you want to ask me anything, I'll answer your questions. If you have any questions for me, anything you want me to comment on, anything you want me to speak on, just go to hintedneuron.com slash ask. Ask me your questions. Anything you want me to say on that podcast, just say it. Just um, type it there, hintedneuron.com slash ask. It's an anonymous form, so I won't know who asks the questions or send the messages. So feel free, just type your messages there and or your questions there and I'll see them and I'll talk about it on the last episode for this year. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review with 5,000 Apple Podcasts. Also, if you have any questions, comments or concerns for me, you could always reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter at Hinted Neuron. And now, here's my conversation with Tobori. I'm here with Tobori. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me here today. Yes, so I've been looking forward to this conversation and I don't know. I, I don't know if the world is excited, but actually I'm excited that we're, we are finally doing this talk and um, you are here to talk about yourself and uh, no majorly anything that we'll talk about today. But, you know, for those of you that might be listening, Tobori has a podcast and that's where I found her. I messaged her and she agreed to come on the podcast. So today we'll be talking about... Um, queer issues in Nigeria. We talk about feminism and we talk about religion, society, and many other things. So I just want to leave the floor open for Tobore to introduce herself a little before we dive in. Why, thank you very much. Um, it's actually very cool. This is my very first interview, so maybe I'm a bit shy. I don't know. Um, but thank you for having me here. Um, my name is Tobore. Like you guys know, I have a podcast. Um, it's called The Queer, Nigerian Queer, basically. Um, I am in my early 20s. I um, I just finished from school. I'm waiting to serve. I started podcasting just because I was bored. <laughs> it's like the only thing I do for fun, mainly. And so far, it's been fun. And I'm just a very basic person. And I like the fact that I'm here today. It's actually something new. Well, being here is actually one of those things I was looking forward to. So basically, I'm just a normal basic person and I'm here talking to this amazing guy. So, yeah, I guess it's going to be fun, I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. And um, so your podcast is basically around queer issues in Nigeria. And, you know, you talk a lot, you talk a little about, um, you talk a big deal about being queer and just your own story, which are really quite, I found really, really, really interesting. So I think one very nice place to start today will be just to highlight what is it like to be queer in Nigeria, since that's what you're all about, mostly. Okay, mostly. Am I mostly all about being queer? Okay, okay. I mean, in your podcast. Yeah, sure. Um, Yeah, yeah. Every time I get asked this question, I always have the need to want to, like, always defend myself. But I think so far it's something I'm actually I'm actually very aware of and I really respect that part of myself. But I'll tell you guys something. It's not been easy. It's been really, really crazy. So many things you see every time. Even people that are very close to you, you have to deal with 
a lot of things. And I'll tell you, it's not been easy. Waking up every morning, I don't know what happens to you because you're queer, knowing that your future might just be, I don't know, but I'm just going to tell you, being queer might be fun, but at the same time, it's so messed up. But we're still here. We're still trying to just be ourselves. And I think we'll see what happens afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Tuber, you said being queer might be fun. Tell me what I'm missing out on. Oh my and God. I'm missing out on. <laughs> well, Can well, I? <laughs> <laughs> okay, not to be very, I have to be, I think we have to be very, you know, mind our language, I'm, I'm guessing. Um, but oh, I'm going to say something. Upon the fact that the sex is always amazing, we're amazing. Um, something I noticed also about, you know, queer people or just being quite. I'm not. I don't know how to say this, but I feel like if you if you are queer, there's this thing where you want to be, you want to um be better. It's like saying that um so something I saw somewhere where um the guy was talking about how if you're a black and then you're living in maybe let's say US or something, you have to be twice, you know, as you have to be twice, you know, like better than those white people to even meet up. So I think being queer, if you if you're queer, you have to always do everything times two just to measure up. So the fact that we're trying to really build ourselves, like to educate ourselves, to be very smart, to to know a lot of things that might help us survive. I feel like those things, trying to learn new things every day, meeting amazing people. Most queer people are just so fun and like very, very intelligent people. So one of those things I look forward to every time I meet someone that is queer, it's how smart we can be. <laughs> and those things could be fun. I really like smartness and it's something I'm happy about. I think being queer for me actually helped me I had to learn a lot of things, educate myself, read a lot of things. And then so far, I think I'm, I'm still learning, but I think I'm, yeah, I think it's, that's fair. Yeah. So yeah, that's the fun part, I guess. Yeah, that's a beautiful story. And um, I, I like the fact that you brought up, you know, how you had to educate yourself and do so much research and reading on issues around this thing while growing up. And what is, you think, um, your own learning started? Like majorly, where do you start to notice? Mm, I need to start digging into these issues. I need to know. I need to know. Okay, this might be funny, but I will tell you. Um, at that time, at that time, we had nothing. Social media for me, as as a young child, it was not something I was. I didn't use a phone until I was in my, I think, final year. Well, I was in secondary school, SS three to be specific. So it was really hard for me. But having um, a smartphone later helped me. I think I joined to go. That was one of those things that actually helped me. So I met a lot of queer people like myself. And I noticed that, oh, these people, I'm not alone. It was actually very scary. But meeting these people and knowing that, oh, we have to, you know, communicating with them. And seeing a lot of things, a lot of terms that I was not really familiar with, I had to go and. So I think while I just finished from secondary school, meeting queer people on Tugo, knowing fully well that we have to converse, so I had to just start, I say learning, start, I say, you know, really reading lots of things just to, you know, converse with them. I think it was just because, oh, I had like a little bit of um, low self-esteem at that time because I was so very naive. So I think at that time, just leaving secondary school, joining Tugo, meeting queer people like myself, knowing that I actually... I'm not alone. So at that point in time, I knew that, okay, I had to meet up. I had to measure up. And that was when I knew, okay, I had to, I just started, you know, talking to people, reading lots of things, searching the internet and many other things. So yeah, I think at that time, that's the, yeah. Okay. You mentioned, you mentioned about meeting Kwebu online. So I, I want to ask if these people were Nigerians or there was this active queer community in Nigeria at that time that was still quite developing online 
Is that oh it? my god? No, no, I'm sorry. I had to laugh because it was you know, on Tugu at that time it was so it was it was really weird because there was no sense of belonging. You just knew, okay, these people are queer. There's nothing more to it. So mm. um I think they were mainly Nigerians, obviously. But at that time it's just we've been silly, we're young, 16, 15, 14. So we're just teenagers. So at that point in time, there was nothing like belonging. No one knew anything new about hooking up mainly. People liked hooking up. You meet people like yourself. So basically there was nothing. It was just the first, you know, yeah, there was, there was nothing more to it. It's just meeting people and just talking. We're young basically. So I, I don't think it had anything to do with, <laughs> there was no belonging anywhere. It's, it's funny. <laughs> Okay, one small question. Did you reach grandmaster level in Togo? Oh my god, he ultimate, yeah, I did. <laughs> you wow, you reached ultimate. Yeah, yeah. I did I'm sorry. I, I did. I had to <laughs> How about so, you? Were you were you oh, I, I never actually. Oh, oh okay. I feel very dumb now, but yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> Not like you feel dumb. Like I mean, majority of kids back then. I mean, to go was a shit back then. So I know a lot of friends that were on it. Yeah, but I moving on, I I want to talk about um queer issues in Nigeria, or because I I don't really know if you are very much comfortable talking about topics. You know, talking about this topic, but I I think one of one one issue I, I want to address is on Nigeria predominantly. What what do you think is one of these driving force that increases homophobia? Do you think is religion or culture? Because I, I I've thought about it and I've tried to like think about what plays one of the huge huge roles t- towards homophobia in Nigeria. Do you think it's either society or culture? Um, society, um, culture or religion? Yeah, this is quite very interesting. I think some months ago I asked this question on Twitter and so many responses. But the thing is, um, if you look at if I if I if I I mean as an atheist I am, <laughs> I don't really think much about religion. It doesn't really matter to me. So I would say for me, because of my own personal probably way of life or my beliefs and everything, I would say culture. So many times, so many times people use culture to to act homophobic and they 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 always say um the culture would not want this society and i tell people people make culture people um culture don't make people so you cannot tell me that oh because of the culture you you you're the one making those culture those those things those uh you know building up the society being a part of the society mainly and and you you always want to use culture to to defend your homophobia so to a very large extent it's our culture and i tell people it has to be updated it is beyond outdated so many things that we do till date you could you you see these things every time and i know that it's, it's not something that could be easily changed but we as a people we know better there's so many things about our cultures that has to be really updated. And if you ask me, I'll tell you that the culture, our culture, a lot of things, I didn't want to start with how it could be very harmful. It could be very harmful. Many times, mainly, if I want to talk about women, how we suffer mainly and all that thing. So homophobia, homophobia, um, people hide on that culture, mainly every time you see them talking about, oh, the culture, no one days, our forefathers, our mothers and everything. And I tell people, people make culture. So don't tell me that, 
um, the culture. So basically, culture is something that we have to really work on it. I think if we start from there, knowing that our way of life as a people, there's so many things that we have to work on. We have to change. I mean, before now, people, they killed twins and then other things that happened, those barbaric things that happened. So I feel like culture is something that people hide under just to, you know, act homophobic. So yeah, if you ask me, yeah. I'll tell you culture over religion any day. Yeah, that's that really interesting. And then on a side note, since you brought up twins, because people used to remind me, because um, in history class back then, when we talked about Mary Slesso, people used to remind me that I would have been killed if I was born in the olden days. I'm actually a twin. Wow. And so, <laughs> yeah, so, so how does that how does that make you feel? Doesn't make me feel any way, to be honest. I just feel like, okay, yeah, okay, maybe I was lucky I was born before then. <laughs> I was born yeah, after then. <laughs> so I I had this thought in mind because I know so many other people might have thought about this because as far as we've concerned, Kwepo have always existed. But I, I I was more concerned about the heightening of homophobia in Nigeria. Did you think is that during twenty fourteen bill, I think it was twenty fourteen with Good Luck Jonathan, where with the fourteen years issue and because that was when people now started to talk about it, oh, oh you have fourteen years, oh, oh you have fourteen years. because I think that was one of the major heights of uh, one of the things that really heightened homophobia in Nigeria. But what do you think about that? I have that perspective that this um that 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 the time the bill was passed really played a huge role towards heightening homophobia. I, I remember I used to have a cousin way back and she told me something about um um where she stayed or where she was staying at that time. She had she knew this this couple, two guys, I think they were a couple, they lived together. Okay, the people knew they were together, no one really cared. Um I would not know if homophobia was something that was one part, you know, prior to you know, before um, Good Luck actually passed the bill. But I'll tell you something that, that actually really contributed immensely, immensely to homo. It, at that time, people did not really care. People just knew these things were, and they just ignored it. If you ask me from, because of those things I saw at that time, people did not really pay much attention. But after that bill got passed, um, I think that was what happened. Like everything changed. People say, you know what happens if you check the internet? Too many bad things has happened um, to queer people. People getting killed, getting, you know, beaten up, humiliated. So I still have this beef. I always say it's um, uh, against um, Good Luck Jonathan. I think that thing it did actually made things worse for queer people. We thought we we're really making progress because it's okay to not see. You could, you could tell me you, you don't understand you know, what being queer is, you don't agree with the lifestyle, okay? You don't think you should be brought towards your, you know, where you are or whatever. I understand. You don't have to like me as a queer person. But what I'm saying is the fact that you can ignore me, ignore me and I would ignore you. We could we could live like that. But that thing Jonathan did, if you ask me, it really made it worse. People now became aware. People now, now this hate, they, they were able to defend, defend it, justify it even. So to a large extent, that bill that got passed, which I think about every time and I and I really shake my head. It was not worth it. Um, I think that really made things worse. So we were moving forward and we actually got pushed back, way back. We, just, we became stagnant. Now things are worse. Queer people suffer every day and they will tell you 14 years. You might just, it's, it's really crazy. It makes me sad every time I think about the whole thing. So Jonathan did not really try for us as queer people. And I think that really made things worse for us, yeah. 
was was so yeah. bad. That was really interesting because I, I, I want to get your um, as much of your own story as possible. In because I know that homophobia is predominantly online. I mean it's easy to be homophobic online because I mean there's no you could hide under an account to do whatever you want to and constitute hate or something. Oh tell me stories if you have any of where you've really faced um homophobic people in real life and how um, that felt. Okay, like my my coming out story, like I said, if you've actually listened or if anyone, um, if anyone actually listened, yeah. I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try and justify or act like I'm not aware. There are some privileges that you face if you're a woman and you're queer. As a woman and a queer woman in Nigeria, my experience was I would say it was really lovely. There was nothing like no one actually came to assault me. Yes, you'd hear comments, you know, people would make comments or say things, you know, use the Bible to, you know, demonic and everything. Most times I laugh because we make joke and it's actually funny to me. But I'm going to say this now. I feel really awful for the gay guys in Nigeria. I think they face the worst. Um, for me as a, as a queer woman, my experience was really, really lovely. I got a lot of support. No one actually stopped, you know, talking to me. I've never actually... And, and to a large extent, I would say, yeah, I might be out, but I try to not really put it out there every time. You know, I don't have to, you know, I try to just know that, okay, this thing, people are still very hostile towards the whole concept and and, and everything. So I try to be very careful. But so far, I'm going to say this now, th- there's been nothing. No one has actually stopped me. Even while I was in school, no one actually stopped me to 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 say you know to say anything you know hurtful so I, I i think for me my experience was actually very smooth and i'm really grateful in as much as i, I cannot speak for other people that have actually had to go through a lot of things but i'm really kind of grateful for the fact that i i, I was not really a victim of anything so yeah that's that's just it yeah that even brings me to the topic of because i i noticed that there there's a really quite supportive community of women online or the queer for the queer community. What do you think? Because the feminist community in Nigeria is playing a very big role, which I really see for for the queer community in Nigeria. But I know you might have thought about it too. What what do you think about um like the role the feminist community in Nigeria have played and what they what they could still do? Wow. Um I am a feminist. I have to say that first of all. And I'm a feminist because it's it's actually there's nothing there's no option to that there's nothing you cannot substitute anything for that so I wanted to say that and yes yes I I I feel you know personally um, feminism has actually helped a lot a lot I think the fact that the concept um or the concept actually covers a lot of things it's actually accommodates a lot of things. Um, Although you see people say they are feminists, but when it comes to queer queer issues, they still have this thing. They still have this thing. So I'm not going to say, you know, hundred percent. It's been very, you know, helpful. People still, I think, I say the worst thing in the world is being queer because even there's this. I don't know if I want to call names. There's this guy who claims to be a feminist, and then when the issue of, um, you know, being queer comes up, <laughs> he is always, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but I, so I know far. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but so far, I think that the concept and, and, and I know we're going to talk about feminism pretty soon, I'm guessing. But it, it's actually funny that people would 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 see something 
as amazing as, as that and still have to argue or debate on it if we should be feminist or if feminism it's actually funny so i am very grateful everyone that's you know if you're a feminist and you support queer people the battle they, they fight every day i see a lot of people a lot of feminists and there's something about this this feminism you know everything the fact that it's actually a accommodation is something i really really love when you accommodate people regardless feminism is just about you know because you could say women being treated equally but when you talk about feminism you see people you see feminists actually defending men you know queer men gay men and and, and all those other things if the fact that it's actually accommodating it's actually helped a lot a lot and i cannot begin to be thankful because i'm actually part of that i would say so yes my friend feminism it's something that i admire a lot and i respect it and i've been a benefactor of that and yeah i would say it, it's been very helpful yeah i think like because when we talk about feminism the whole um idea of intersectionality and just the very fact that people have different struggles and different backgrounds so like intersectionality and feminism that we could not like um put feminism as one big umbrella for everybody and then we, I, I just love the idea of intersectionality because there's black women there's queer women there mm-hmm. there are different kind of people and then we have to like account for that spectrum of people which yeah. is really interesting yeah yeah well I, I might still come back to feminism but one, one of the things i'm really interested you know to talk about is twitter i want to talk about twitter which if anybody listened to your first episode, I mean your last episode, and I, I was really oh, you did. Thank uh, you, was, thank you. I was really curious because you talked about the queer community in Nigeria, and you you um, put out some really well um, some thoughts there, which <laughs> I don't know, but you sounded you sounded a little bit. Um, I think the word is angry. So maybe you should talk a little bit because, yeah. yes, disappointed. But I have had thoughts concerning this before because I do, for me, for people like me, I can't have opinions because, I mean, if we put my, if, if I put myself as a straight man, so for issues around queer people and, um, and women, and I would be the oppressor, you get to, <laughs> so for people like me to voice any kind of opinions is, might be really wrong. But I, I, I want to hear your own, because for maybe for people that might have not listened to that episode, y- your own thoughts on queer community in Nigeria, maybe majorly the ones on Twitter. Yeah, like like I said on the, um, I, I'm not going to really go into depth, but what I, what I was expecting and what I got, you know, when you order something online and then you, you get, you yeah. know, and it's actually funny. Um, I, I was I was really disappointed. That's just the word. I don't know if I'm going to be, you know, offending anybody, especially if you're queer, you're part of the Twitter, you know, queer community. Um, there's so many things that we have to fix. I know that as, as, as queer people, we face a lot of struggles, but within ourselves, within the community, there are so many things that just don't sit well with me. We know these things. Um, I, I was, it was actually fun. I'm going to say that it was actually, you know, the fact that I, I was on there and I met a lot of amazing people, like I stated. But there are so many things we we as queer people you you at times you 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 look at the things we do and you you want to say oh this is why they are being I'm not saying 
there are things that we do and you'll be like, oh, this is why these people face these things they do. Because even within ourselves, people still hate on each other a lot. And then you, you're fighting for your voice to be heard. You're fighting for you not to be silenced as, as, a, as a queer person. And then within the community, there are people that would still want to do that. Um, it's a place where you'd see a lot of disagreement every time. I know it's 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 normal for those things to happen, but the fact that it, it's something that it, the beef, the, the beef people, the, the beef, the, the fighting, and in the, having opinions and people. One one thing I really do not cannot stand is the fact I have really strong views. I know for sure. But regardless, I'm, I'm someone that wants to be heard. Okay, I have my views and I want you to respect them because I respect people when they say anything they want to say as long as, you know, to a large extent, you're not really trying to disrespect me or hurt me in any way. So when you go in the community and then you you see these things where people that are supposed to understand the concept or the idea of, okay, I want to say something. I want people to listen to me. Do not judge me. Let us, you know, all be one. Let us respect each other or one another rather. You see those people ready to just, you know, people are just very triggered. I know I'm, people, I'm, I'm, I'm queer and saying all these things might be, you know, me being a hypocrite, but I have to say what I have to say. When the things I saw there, the, the fighting, um, the the blocking, the unfollowing, and then people just messing up. And then, you know, the fact that people want to silence you, you cannot have opinions that might not tally with the next person's opinion and if you have those things or any opinion like that someone is ready to just fight you so please where i joined so that i could be myself i could be able to express myself 100 percent without any limitation and then going on there and seeing that people are just there to just argue and then fight and then talk about invalid you're invalidating me the user line a lot you're invalidating my feelings you cannot have a preference because you're queer i, I don't like maybe if i say okay i don't like thoughts or I like femmes, or I like stems. And you know, people would come and say, oh, it's not supposed to be like that. These are the things that really troubled me. And then I, I told myself, I mean, before anything, I know that I'm queer, but more other things too. I don't have to belong to any, you know, be active, you know, belong to any. I mean, I'm a part of the community, but I don't have to always be like really directly connected. So I told myself, I want to be able to say things I want to say without being restricted. So I had to leave and so far it's been okay. But I'll tell you this, the queer community in and we have a lot of fixing to do, a lot of fixing within ourselves, amongst ourselves. And I think, I hope that it happens. But so far, the things you see every time, it's as if people just don't care. So I had to just, you know, I thought about myself and I had to just leave because I know how I could get triggered sometimes. So yeah, that basically yeah. they have to just, you know, try and fix so many things. Yeah, because for for people like me who are majorly observers and who are like onlookers from afar, <laughs> I used to see like a lot of um, hate. So mm -hmm. I, 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 I've tried to rationalize that because most times I'll just feel like, okay, this is um, maybe what you are passing through as a person and you're trying to like point another person. Okay, maybe that is understandable, but... You know, it, 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 that could happen one day. You get, that could happen like the next day. Maybe, but when it keeps happening like every day, I used to feel like, wow, this, um, like Twitter has become really toxic for like most kind of conversation because look, look at this kind of conversations we are having now is in one's conversation. You could say something that might hurt me or I, I might hurt you, but like we, you understand the context and we could explain ourselves, but that is never really this place for any kind of nuanced kind of conversation. And th that even brings me to what I feel like because. I wanted to ask you why your own thoughts on council culture uh, that has like swept through Twitter, like majorly. 
okay, cancel culture. <laughs> I mean, this this generation. The thing is, I'm going to speak for because uh, I was not really too active. I would say on the street Twitter because basically, but I I would speak. You know, I would speak from the angle of the fact that I was on a quick um quick Twitter and I saw those things a lot. I I have never understood that. You know that because you said something or you you know, voiced out something that might not be something that the next person might want to say, maybe one or two things or three even, and then you hear people say, we're going to cancel this person without wanting to understand. It's about understanding. People are just ready to just go all the way, go all out on, on, on the next person. There's no, I cannot, I don't know how to, can, there's, I don't believe in that. I think everyone should say what they want to say. You cannot tell me because I said something and in the queer community, basically that's what they do for a living. That's what we do for a living. I'm going to have to involve myself. You say something and the next person feels like, oh, this thing might not be, the next thing is you're getting blocked or canceling this person. It's as if, we, 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 uh, you know, I, I was, I was, I, I got canceled on Twitter. Yeah, on the wow. queer community. Yeah, I did, I did. Would cancel um, you? The queer people of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said some things that, you know, was my own personal experience and I actually voiced it. Maybe the way I said it was not okay, but I got cancelled. And I felt like this is not even okay. Just because I said something, I voiced out an opinion that troubled me at that point in time, you're cancelling me. So these things happen a lot. So if, yeah, one, people forget that no one is perfect. And then people forget that people are wired differently, work complex people human beings are complex and you have to understand those things you cannot just little things people do you're talking about canceling this person or cutting you off you're dead to me that's what they do in the queer community and i know myself i said before i have views that are very strong so if i stay there i'll get canceled every every single day so i'm not in support i'm not in support of that i don't believe that that should even be a thing because someone canceling everything i don't care i don't know how to cancel people i think people should say what they want to say and think what they want to think that's how i feel so i'm not you know that doesn't really yeah so right now you are pointing out a problem for because I've I've thought about this since too. I don't because I do for people like me, I don't like commenting. I am mostly an observer. I, I've thought about these issues too. It's something I've observed day in, day out for m- most kind of communities online, even in any kind be not even in the queer community in Nigeria, most kind of communities on Twitter. But I've thought about it because, but if you could speak on it in maybe in the context of queer people in Nigeria, you pointed out a problem. Maybe you might have thought about. You said you need fixing. You do you have any kind of starting point? I mean, it might not be something that could that could fix the whole. I mean, it could be a fundamental human flood. I don't know, but what what do you suggest that people could do differently? I suggest that people stop being homophobic. When you when you treat people, queer people badly, they you know when you treat someone you know badly every time, those that person tends to be very you know uptight, you know very very you know sensitive and everything. But 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 regardless, I, I feel like um people should learn to to accommodate accommodating other people. Someone that me me be, being 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 queer, I've had to I've had to learn that because most times I. Maybe this is not okay, but most times I've had to accommodate so many things that ordinarily I should not have, or you know, because I understand that oh, people. I know this, this, this is, this is, but the fact that you know, being queer, people would say, oh, you be, people be like, oh, why are you saying this? You're queer, and yet you're accommodating you. Why can't you? So 
I've had to actually learn that the hard way that in accommodating something I really, really admire. I said it before, the queer people, we know that we face a lot of things and it's not easy. Every time you, you, pick, on, you, you pick up your phone, you see people being insulted for, just because, for no reason at all. So when you, when you face that every time, you know how it could, it could I mean, people, people might not understand, but it could get to, to other people, especially people that don't really know how to handle, you know, backlash or hate. So when people do that to, you know, a people or a set of people, whatever, anytime or every time it becomes something that, but then again, people should be accommodating. You you don't know what the next person is thinking or what the next person I've had to face. Uh, as queer people, we should try. Yes, people might have opinions that might not be what you're thinking. Then you have to, we have to, we just have to, we're fighting a battle. I said it before, if battle is against homophobia, not, you know, homo- homosexual. So, Let's just try and accommodation basically if we learn to accommodate one another, I think to a large extent to fix a lot of those things that happen that should not happen in the queer community. Yeah, that that's really interesting. And I because now we center on homophobia and now let me bring about the issue of feminism. I don't know if you were very active during the NSAS time and you would be very aware oh. of the feminist coalition. Wow, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. When yep. the NSAS thing when it started, I was very indifferent because I felt like maybe and that was selfish. If I, if I look back now, I feel like yeah, yeah. I'm queer. I, so far, police and everything we suffer from these things every time. So now that street people are facing this thing and yeah, they're coming out to 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 you know voice out and everything. But then again, I looked at the bigger picture. It was not just about you know police brutality. It was about bad bad governance and everything so i'm just going to say that i really apologize to myself and every other because to myself because we're just within myself that i actually was so nonchalant i feel like it did not matter um but later when i looked properly i realized that we we should yes i wanted to just say that because it was eating me up heavily i guess and what i wanted to like talk about because i don't know if you are aware of the feminist coalition yeah, yeah, I saw. I think they have a Twitter so, handle, yeah? Yeah. Yes, so, like they were, there was a time they were family in support of um, queer people in Nigeria. So, and that tweet, that tweet they, 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 they made a tweet and it just sparked out like one wildfire of homophobia. It gets mm-hmm. across Twitter, you understand? You know, they call it agenda. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, and what, what I saw that night, because I, and I started to talk with my friend about it, and if we, we started to talk about the the um, the relevance of the tweet, whether maybe it was a good or bad idea or not, just because of what it sparked, you get. So we now reach something about how, because how Nigerians have, homophobia is something that, homophobia is as, is as a result of years of social conditioning. You get years and years of social conditioning. We grew up, in a very heteronormative society. In fact, people like me, we were brought, we were brought up to hate, you understand? We were brought up to hate gay people or people like us until maybe we started to like become more informed, become more aware and, you know, having, I, I don't know, maybe that depends on people who have liberal mindsets or not. But what do you think, because as, you know, in Nigeria, after I, 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 because I, I thought about it a lot. In fact, me and my friend was supposed to have an episode just around that topic. What do you think? How could we solve these years and years of social conditioning that um, 
that people have powers have turned them to be homophobic. Okay, first of all, I'm going to have to address the whole Twitter thing because that week when that thing happened, actually, I saw it from the eyes of there's this some um, very amazing YouTuber. I don't know if you know this girl on YouTube. Um, YouTube, she she was actually a victim. Or, you know, at that time when people were coming out, you know, everyone had things that were um, that was eating them up. You know, lots of things, and then people, people when it came to you know homophobia and queer rights people just fled up like people just changed and i now saw nigerians for for what they really you know i was sad i told myself okay if you if you there was an episode i made i said no more it could be homophobic i don't care but that week i was so depressed i saw it and i felt like this is this is very bad um so what i would say is um to 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 answer your question um homophobia I've told myself I've made peace with it as long as, as long as I'm still alive or I don't know how many years I would live for. I don't think homophobia would, there's no fixing. If you ask me, there's no fixing. There's no, we can know, there's no reconciliation. It is what it is. As long as in Africa, in Nigeria, basically I've looked at, I've spoken to a lot of people, friends and then people that I barely know. And then I'll tell you this homophobia no matter what the people want to say oh i was brought up like this the culture religion my pastor said this or whatever but i'll tell you this uh, as, as, a, as a person or as a people or whatever i feel like there are things you, you have to ask yourself questions even within yourself you know you ask yourself why am i like this there's no you, you should not always want to justify yourself using other things so what i'm saying is homophobia it's something that would stay for a very long time until we begin to ask ourselves questions. We, you as a person, one at a time, there's no, we couldn't, there's no conference. We cannot say, okay, let the president come out. And even if they say no more 14 years or whatever, people would still hate gay people. You have no idea on how much people, someone would tell, I think someone I met, um, I, was, I was talking to this guy and he told me that, that I told them I was queer because mainly when I start chatting with guys, I always tell them because I really don't like the whole stress of, you know, flirting and everything. And then he told me he, he, he was a Muslim and, and he said something. He he said, if I was a guy, then he would, guys, they kill people. Death is the only thing for if you're gay. That's what he said. You know, but he said because I, I was a girl, it's actually okay. Some sort of, and later he told me he, within himself, he cannot keep up with the conversation he just told me and i really admired and i really respected his honest opinion but saying something about killing somebody do you think do you think homophobia would leave anytime soon there's no there's no forget about the past or what happened before how people were brought up within ourselves you ask yourself questions why am i hitting the next person so i've told myself homophobia is something that would stay i don't have any idea there's nothing there's nothing there's no fixing we have to just keep trying to survive. I, have to, I, t- I tell myself every time, living here is, is the only thing to do. Homophobia would stay in the next 100 years, 200 years. It will stay in Nigeria. There's no, people don't, you look at other countries and you see people making progress. Little, you know, here in, we're going back. This week, just some weeks ago, we saw it how it was. People were all fighting for the same thing. Oppression, no matter the form it takes, oppression is oppression. And then people were there saying, when it's, they draw the line, the agenda, when it became something else, when people started talking about queer people. And I told myself, there, there's no, there's no, I, I've, I've actually made peace with that. And trust me, if you make peace with so many things or things that are difficult, it makes your life easier. So there's no point. There's no fixing of anything. It will stay. Just leave while if you have the opportunity. So uh, that's, that's just it. There's no, there's no fixing. I'm sorry. Uh, maybe I didn't know. I just, it is, I don't know what I'll say. There's no fixing. There's, there's nothing we could do or we can't do about that. So, 
Yeah, that's really interesting. I, he brought up something I actually wanted to talk about in because then again, in in um, light of what happened during the NSAS um, protest, because I, I I think because for for someone like me, I, I I had some very deep personal reflection during that time. What happened to me was that you know I saw I saw myself like as as someone who could be a victim for the very first time in, you know, in, in, because when people come online to talk about their issues, maybe as women and as queer people, it's like people don't relate. You get, people don't relate to those problems. So they, they feel, how would I put it? Indifferent. They, they don't feel any slight pity. Maybe I'll put it like that. Or that would pity be the word? I think maybe pity. But for the first time, I feel like, okay, I saw myself as this victim rather than the, the kind of person who would have been labeled as the oppressor. Mm-hmm. You get? So I, and it was really interesting for me because I started to notice that, oh, maybe these people will be really angry for the right reasons. Because most times I'll say, why, why are people so angry in feminist community? You get online. Oh, you know, but, during the NSAS movement, I because you, I, I had so much anger about what was going on, and I was ready to talk about it. But for the for the very first time, I started to see, wow, this is what people face. This is why people are actually angry for you know from the problems they pass through, and it was an interesting dynamic because I did not actually, how would I put it? So I I was someone who was was always talking about. Um, feminist issues but like i've never really understood the anger as in in first person but i really hope you know going on because i don't know if other people had that kind of and i, and yeah, I, really I wish i wish they did i wish they did <laughs> I, I don't know if other people had that kind of um, self-reflection about trying to have empathy for the anger that people come online to express but then yeah it was a really interesting dynamic oh we don't have much time now, but I, I really, there are some things I want to talk about, like, um, yeah, your Twitter bio, which I found really interesting. Oh, <laughs> I think we have a good okay. <laughs> What do you mean by atheist and a lover of God? <laughs> wow. So I, I think the picture I have or how I painted God, sadly, might not be the same way most Christians or religious people might. You know, people, they, they paint God as, as, as a man, obviously white. Probably yeah. blonde and blue-eyed or something, and then sitting in a chair made of gold in the streets of of heaven made of gold, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So I think, and then looking down, and I don't know, maybe has like a a tablet. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think he sees everything according <laughs> to Christians. So that is the, the, mainly most times that's the picture. If you ask any, you know, most Christians will tell you that. But for me, I don't see him as a man or as anything. I see God as um as a concept. No, no, no. That, that that that's very. I just it's just like an entity basically it's something that would guide your ways i don't think uh, it could be it could you could actually i don't know how to really explain this but i feel like it's just it's like saying that there's like um an authority you, mean you don't see those things but it's there so for me the idea of god the, the god i i, I think i know the, the all merciful and everything i think it's just an entity merely a concept just if you follow these ways and then you listen to the things he says and according to how they paint this man, you see you could live a very, you know, very lovely life basically. So there's no, there's no man up there 
it's just an entity, a concept, you know, people, you know, have actually painted over the years or whatever. And my picture of him is just someone that wants humanity to be okay. And then if you, if people just look at him in that light, as far as I'm concerned, I think it is no, makes things less complicated. So when I say I'm an atheist and I believe in God, it's just the idea of there's someone that wants humanity to be okay. Um, and if you follow his ways, his Ten Commandments and everything, I think, I think you could you could live a lovely life. So there's no there's no there's nobody up there just watching and just I don't know. How, it's just how I see it. So yeah, basically that was yeah. just it. Just no. <laughs> it was, I found it very funny because you know it's just like what what do you call it? Maybe an oxymoron. Mm-hmm. So when did this light start to like, where did this idea start to dawn on you that I disbelieve and I doubt? And I mean, I, I think when did it dawn on you that um, I, I don't think it might be a good for me or for anyone else? Okay. Let, let me say this then. I was honest. I want to be honest. Um, well, you know, what actually triggered, you know, of course, I'm not supposed to say it like that, but one of those things that actually contributed um, is the fact that going to church, it's just me being queer, basically, knowing that if you are queer and then, and then you, 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 you know, Christians or religious people believe that we're going to hellfire, they do. Trust me, they do. So, and I told myself, I don't want to be a part of, you know, that. I, I don't want to be a part of any of those things. For, okay, that's just basically me saying, okay, why I stopped going to church and everything but for for you know being an atheist um of course as i said before it's about learning you know educating myself and being able to analyze things you know be very be very critical be very reasonable you know logic and everything i i had to you know that i i really want to know lots of things i mean it's just adding up so there's no no one actually I did not face anything bad in life or God did not abandon me, quote and unquote. I just realized that this thing is not there's no so many things I see, the things that some you know mainly you know most religious people do, it's just not making sense to me. You know, going to to church every day and then and then praying and then just clapping your hands and then you know prophecies, all those things, it just makes me very uncomfortable. So I I, I just saw myself. If anything is no, I need facts. You don't give me facts. You're just saying I should believe in, you know, based on faith and, and hope. I, I don't know how to do those things. So if anything is not like really, you know, I'm not seeing proof, you know, evidence and everything. I do not think I can, you know, even listen to those things. So for me, it's just, of course, learning, you know, of course, when I was younger, I used to go to church. I would sit there and I was very naive because I knew nothing at that time. So, you know, as I was getting older, I was learning a lot of things and then, you know, Really educating myself, very important. I, I realized that so many things, it just it wasn't it wasn't adding up. So I just knew it wasn't for me. If it's not, if it's not, I need facts. Just so you believe, you know, you don't have to ask questions. Uh, yeah, yeah and, and those things were just I I could not I could not do them. So I had to just stay clear. And so far, trust me, it's been it's been lovely. I would say. So personally, for me, I I I don't think I could like a tight suit for myself. I, I, I'm not like or oh, most of my friends, they see me as one. Why it's because like I tend to make a lot of critique about religion. So I've never really told anybody about anything. About oh, so you're religion. you're you're because scared that people would judge you. Welcome to like, the queer community. Scared. Okay. If I, I don't think question maybe I don't know. I, I don't So you're like you're one sure. leg in, one leg <laughs> out. 
Okay. So for me, it was <laughs> it was me at a very young age asking questions and being told that when I when I be a good boy and I go to heaven, I will get my answers. Wow. You get, mm-hmm. and <laughs> that can be really disappointing for a child at that age or growing up. And you know, I started to do more reading, and you know, and you start to ask even more tougher questions. And then mm-hmm. people now tell you it's because of the books you are reading that you are thinking like this or you are talking like this. So what does that mean? Do you mean I'm meant to deny myself of knowledge because so that I won't ask? Because you, you get, so are, are you telling me that the God who gave me this brain and gave me the ability to think so, so, did, so, not restri- did not restrict my own ability to ask these questions. Yeah, that's why I always say when you begin to bring up, you know, you you, you want to educate yourself, you learn lots of things, and you're trying to explain to these religious people that okay, this is, and they get very offended as if knowledge is a sin or something. Um, yeah. So I think I'm getting, I, I got that point. It's it's really something I've suffered, you know, I've had to deal with a lot because when you begin to learn. And you show them these things, or you just want to be like, do you know? Do you know better? You know, just I don't know. It's, a, it's as if it's, it's, it's a bad thing to to want to educate yourself. So I think I can really relate to that heavily. I've actually gotten a lot of you know people who tell you you're doing over sabi, don't ask questions, just trust God, trust the the process. Oh, I have to know. <laughs> I have to know what I'm doing in this life. I cannot just be very naive. I have to just know. So yeah, I think yes. I can really relate to that. I I I even have. So so, are you gonna say? Are you gonna say? Are you gonna say? Are you are you an atheist or not? I want to know. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Don't be shy. I I I don't have to. I don't have to put any titles. I don't identify as anything because for me, I just doubt, and I I feel that is like a good state. Doubt. Doubt is like my 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 um my default state for most things. I I doubt and. I think that is a pretty good state to be in, just doubting. Okay, that's fair, <laughs> I guess. Well, that's, that sounds like to me, but it's okay, it's fine. We're not, we're not labeling you, so it, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be careful here, though, but dead, yeah. But we should move on and talk about um, you as a person because I we, we talked about communities now. We talked about so many other things and we've not really touched about you as a person. So what is it like to be Tobori? Wow, man, how do I say this? It is, it is, it is tough. Um, <laughs> it is very tough. I'm a very, very complicated person. I think. Um, I, I don't know how to have fun. I don't keep friends. I don't know how to be happy for so long. I don't know how to do relationships and and everything. I just feel like I'm a very difficult person to deal with, honestly. But. Aside, you know, I think um, I I am someone that I think I'm, I can be interesting if I if I want to talk to someone I could you know go all the way. Um, I like to to talk about things that people don't talk about. I like poetry, I like spoken word poetry. I like arts. I like pictures. I don't take pictures, but I like looking at pictures. Um, but I would say that um, I I am someone that I think I think being being queer again actually affected my social life um it could not i could not fit in it was something i struggled with i'm still struggling with that maybe if i had real life queer friends it would, it would have made it easier but the fact that i was just always you know all by myself i mean i want to have conversations with people but 
I, uh, mostly straight people having straight <laughs> conversations. I could not relate to those things. So I would say that I'm a very, very, I'm always alone, but I'm not lonely. Yes. But I'm, I'm going to be honest here. I feel like I'm a very, uh, I'm just, I'm not, I'm, I'm just very complicated and weird, extremely weird. So I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not such a, I don't know. I'm not, um, I, I don't know how to be friends with people. I think so many things, but I think, um, but so far, I think I'm still very cool because I, I like things that are cool, I guess. So yeah, there's, no, there's nothing to say about myself. So. You come off as a very interesting person. And I, because you talked about how you viewed yourself. Well, I think um, one really interesting question would be how, because from a very young age, how did you begin to view your own self? Because in terms of uh, media portrayal, maybe in movies too, you, you might have watched movies right from your young age and you know, just exactly. your environment and you, and you seeing people. How, because how, wh- where did you begin to feel like, mm, I'm different, I'm queer? How, like, when did it like start to occur to you that mm, I, I, there's something off here and um, this is like um, quite a, a different experience for me in my own head? This is this is shocking, but um I've actually liked I've actually liked um a boy heavily. I think I loved him even. Um, but I think I was way younger at that time. So um yeah, so I'm not gonna say I've not um yeah, I've actually had to to do that, although we're young, so nothing actually came out of that. But um as I said before, I I I, I just knew I knew that there are things that my you know People were doing, girls were doing things they found interesting, things they wanted to do. And then I could not do those things. And then I, anytime I tried, it just became so boring for me. Like I knew it was just not adding up. And then I think, I think, as I said before, Tsugu actually helped me. It really helped me meeting so many people. And then of course, of course, Grey's Anatomy. I know this is funny, but that show really changed my life. It was something that... When I saw some there was this episode I watched, then I just knew. I just knew. But when I was younger, it was really tough. It was really tough. You know, it, it, when you don't know something, it, it's so scary when you have no knowledge about something. I couldn't even understand. I thought I, I was sick. I, I thought I didn't know. I, I thought I needed help and I could not talk to anybody about it. I knew, I knew liking girls. So I knew it was not okay. So even though I did not understand, I just knew I could not talk to anybody about it. But, um, you know, Tugu helped me, you know, meeting people like myself, knowing people like myself. And then Grey's Anatomy really, really changed my life. They made it so... I saw myself in, in, in those characters and I just... I am always very thankful for that. I really love that show a lot. And I'm going to say that it really, really changed my life. So Grey's Anatomy and, of course, Glee. Glee also really helped me, but I'm going to say this: it was not easy as a child, as a child not knowing anything. If I, th- I think, I think about those things at times, and I and I still get very scared because it was so scary for me. There was nobody to talk to. I didn't know anybody that was like me. Yeah. I just knew it, it was really tough. But um, and, and people, there was no internet, know, of course. Oh, man, that it was it wasn't it wasn't easy at all. I feel. It wasn't easy, but now I'm happy. You know, you could a lot of queer people everywhere, and it makes things less complicated and depressing. What do you think about movies? Hmm, I'm really oh god, it's it's the best thing apart from sex. Yes, and okay, we're not supposed to say those <laughs> things, but 
<laughs> movies, I love movies a lot. Um, series mainly. Uh, I, I love Lego series. I think it's it's fairly American movies, obviously. Um, portrays a lot of you, you. You want anything? You go pick the movie you want, and you see yourself. You could relate to the fact that you can. You, at times, you want to relate. You relate to things that you know. And then it makes you feel like you belong somewhere. So I really love movies. I watch them a lot. Every day I must see like one or two movies. So I think something I enjoy. Yeah, what, what I actually wanted you to comment on mainly was your own uh, maybe disappointment through the years. Same as all. Or the portrayal of um, relationships and um, yeah, relationships in movies. Because it's predominantly heterosexual and heterosexual. Yes, yes. I don't know if you saw it tweet this evening. I tweeted. I, 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 so many movies came out this morning and I could not watch any of them because there is a girl and a boy. And trust me, I really get very tired. I really get tired. Like in a year, you could see like just two queer movies and then like over a thousand like street people movies. So it was not, most times I had to just sit down and watch them. And I really fast forward those things. I'm going to be honest with you. When it comes to, I just, people, you, I know you don't understand, you don't understand, but it's, it's really tough. It's really tough for me. So I, I really, it, it did not help me a lot. Like I said, Grey's Anatomy was the only show that actually, you know, I, I had to sit down to, to watch it because I knew that, okay, well, most movies I was watching at that time, you see a boy and a girl and, you, you know, people just normal, those normal boring things. Man, I don't know. But yeah, it was not helpful. Most movies really messed me up even, so. Yeah, I I think I I find her really um, offensive. I'm because, sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, no, not offensive. Interesting <laughs> okay. because okay. because I've thought about that too, and and yeah, I I I don't know if I'm that worried because it's not my own reality. But do yeah. Well, I'm I'm going to ask you like just two questions now before I put you on the spotlight to say anything you want to say. What you think is like the biggest questions we could be asking now as society, as people? Um, I always want to speak from the eyes of, you know, as a queer person, but um, aside that, um, if, you, if you look, if you look properly, um, I feel like the society, it's, it's really empty in terms of how people, you know, show care and in love. And understanding and respect. Um, if you if you care for the next person, if there's no way you don't want to hurt the person, you would not want to you know lie to the person or do anything that would make the person suffer. So if we as as a people, if we can just really care, like when you when you care, you really care for for someone. Um, we should we should be able to ask ourselves and 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 then really reflect and and see how messed up everything is. I go, I pick up my phone every time and I see hate the people even here people just you know living life as if it's it's nothing you know so mainly why do we not care you know why are people hating like why do you not care for the next person and if we can answer that question you'll find out people even know why they just it's human so to be selfish i don't know i i think it's it's if we ask ourselves why do we not care for the next person and then it will really if if our leaders care <laughs> if they care about us, you know, would not be this, you know, would not be like this. It's just about we should care. We should really care. And that's just it is nothing. If I want to talk about Nigeria and how messed up it is, we'll go on forever. But basically, <laughs> if you if you care for anybody, anything, you would not want to hurt that person. So for me, yeah, 
that, that's that's a very very important question. Why do you not care for this next person? Um, yeah, that does. I think that's a really important question. And yeah, mm-hmm. I I think um, we could have um, even more talks because it's something that would generate different answers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But my next question is pretty weird. But what is the meaning of life, or what give your life? What gives your life meaning? People always say people, but um, I think it's self-fulfillment. You know, the fact that you can do the things you want to do, you know, live your life, um, you know, be, 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 be you. The fact that I can just, most, I'm happy. I'm happy that I, I've been able to, I'm living my life based on the things I want, like on my own terms, even though it's not been easy. Just self-fulfillment, doing those things you want to do. Not really caring about the next person, what they think, basically. But for me, it's self-fulfillment. If you can live life, you know, in a way that you're self-fulfilled, I think you're 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 really good. So that's what I aspire to do. I I really want to ensure that I live my life and and be fulfilled and be happy that yes, I I did not look home or I was not really bullied into doing things I did not want to do. So for me, self-fulfillment gives my life very huge meaning and purpose yeah yeah that's really well put and i'm really glad that we are ending this conversation on the note of life and love and self-fulfillment so i'll put you on the spot like now as i always do for all my guests you just maybe for one minute or anyhow you want to go just talk about anything you want to talk about anything you want to tell my audience anything you want the world to know a lot of people listen to this podcast what do you want to tell them first of all listen to Listen to this podcast. Um, I think he, um, my my humble host is amazing. He's a very lovely person, and you guys should really, really listen to him. Um, always, I'm always an advocate for you know my sexual preference, and I feel like please, whoever you are, I know, I know you might not understand. I know you might be hard. You might not, you know, really get so many things. But please learn to to open your heart a bit towards queer people. It will really, it really go a long way. Just a little. I'm not saying you should marry any of them or, I don't know. <laughs> just please, just a little, just one little door window. Just open your heart to 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 queer people, please. Um. Also, um. I um. I um. I'm actually um. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. It meant it meant a lot. Um. I hope that I I. I did not offend anybody. I was just trying to be myself and be honest as much as I could be. But please open your heart towards queer people. That's that's. I don't want to use this platform to, you know, promote anything. But I, I as I said, it is who I am, and I feel like people should really do better. So I'm, I'm also privileged or honored to be here to be on this podcast. Meant so much. So I had fun too. So, yeah. Yeah, that was really, really amazing. And I have to thank you for coming on this podcast. And f- because for people that might not know, we're actually recording this podcast at one, this is one eighteen a.m. just for info. Yeah, so one night people, thanks for coming on the one podcast. Night people. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Take care of yourself yeah. and thank you. Thank you for listening to the end. Don't forget to ask your questions at hintedinron.com slash ask.
reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter at Interneuron. Rate this podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts. That's it for me this week. Until then, stay curious.